Hey everybody, welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Danny. And my name is Tara. We are so glad you are here with us today. We hope that you all had a wonderful time celebrating Christmases with your family this week. Yeah, if you are new here or haven't yet subscribed, you can go over here and click the subscribe button to get all updates on videos that we're releasing. Yep, and also if you're new here, you should head over to rccsunday.com. Fill out a red card. That's the best way to stay in the loop with everything at church. You will get Mike's email note, and you can also connect with us as a staff. Yeah, a big thing that is coming up that if you are subscribed to those red cards that you're going to get a notification about is our in-person services in January. We are so pumped to be meeting here again in the downtown location for in-person services. So if you haven't yet, fill out one of those red cards so you can get all the information that you need to know about our in-person upcoming services. Cannot wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. Anyway, we are about to head into a time of worship. So if you can just make some space, take a breath, get ready to relax and focus on the words and worship God with us. Hey, RCC family. Welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Sam. I'm one of the pastors here, and it is so good to be here with you. We are on the brink of a brand new year, and I pray that you had a safe and a healthy Christmas. As we approach 2021, I know that all of us are approaching it with some apprehension. I mean, what can we really hope for after 2020? If you were the one, I'm curious, if you were the one that was praying on the eve of 2020 for a year unlike any other, I think you got your wish, but I just really hope that you'll be a touch more specific this year. I mean, really, I hope you'll be a whole lot more specific because because how do you tackle and, and plan for a new year after the one that we all just had? How do you tackle the year we, we crawl out of a global pandemic? How do you plan as you walk into even more uncertainty? We have, we have so many questions about this coming year. And, and really, that's not a bad thing. It's actually, it's actually a very Jesus-y thing. Jesus, he was known for a number of different things, but one of the things that he was known for was his knack for asking questions. Personally, I love this about Jesus because I love asking questions. It's great because we just started this thing called a podcast. I don't know if you've watched it or not. A bunch of you have. We've gotten so much great feedback about it, but it's called Unscripted. It's where I get to sit down with people, mainly Pastor Mike, and ask him questions. And, and he doesn't even know the questions ahead of time, which makes it all the more fun. I've had a blast with it already. I hope you'll check those out. But, but Jesus, Jesus was the best question asker ever. I mean, did you know, did you know that Jesus asked in the New Testament, in the Gospels, yes, 307 questions. That's a lot of questions. Did you also know that, that people asked Jesus 187 questions? So he got asked 187 questions, but, but he only answered like directly three of those questions. Sometimes he would instead answer their questions with more questions, which is like the best thing ever. He's like the best teacher ever. Because any good teacher knows you don't teach by giving answers. You teach by asking questions that inspire the students. You get them thinking outside the box. You get your students thinking outside of what they've always believed to be true and challenging them to, to think differently. And Jesus, Jesus did this so well. So what does that have to do with with 2021. I mean, for starters, listen to what Jesus says in Luke, in Luke 25, or excuse me, in Luke 12, 25 through 28. He says this, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? 
And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Worrying, it, it doesn't buy us any time. Because how much has fear of the future added time to your life? With, with the quick caveat that I'm not, when I'm talking about worrying or fear, I'm not meaning carelessness. I mean worry over the things of which you have like no control at all. My, my first point for you, the first takeaway today for 2021 is this. Concern yourself with the things you can actually have an impact on. And then let go of the rest. This is a great starting point, right? This is a great starting point, but, but I'm not pretending we can live life all like, don't worry, be happy. I don't know if you've heard that song. It's a great motto, right? But it doesn't do much for my type A personality. Maybe you're the same. So if you can't just live carefree all the time like that, what's next? There's this other question that Jesus asks. Uh, I was listening to a sermon from a church in North Carolina, and, and I was taken aback by a question that they talked about, a question that Jesus had asked. And like all the best questions, it's gotten under my skin. It's been something that I, I can't help but, but look at. It's in John. And to give you a little bit of context for this, uh, John the Baptist had a number of disciples, and he had been teaching them and guiding them for, for years. And and in this moment, Jesus is showing up on the scene, and, and John points Jesus out to his disciples. And so here's this interaction that happens, and this is what it says. It says, The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. What do you want? They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Now, I love this story because here these disciples are. They've been with John the Baptist and they get pointed out to Jesus and they're like, oh, it's Jesus. It's the guy you've been talking about. We should go and talk to him. And so it feels like they run up to him and Jesus, he asks them, what do you want? Like, that's a great, simple question, right? But they reply and, and you imagine it's kind of sheepishly. They're like, uh, uh, where are you staying? Where are you staying tonight, Jesus? What they really mean in that moment is, Jesus, we'd like to spend time with you. In fact, we, we want to become your disciples. This is what they're saying. That was their response. What's yours? I mean, if Jesus 
showed up tomorrow, downtown Ripon, and you're down there, you're grabbing a cup of coffee, and you spot Jesus walking down the street, you just run up to him, right? You'd run up to him and say, and you'd see him there, and you'd stand there like, oh, it's really him, it's really Jesus, and you'd just stand there gawking, right? Your jaw dropped, and, and Jesus would probably turn around and be like, oh, here's this person standing, jaw dropped. He'd be asking like, what do you want? And if you asked me this, I'd stand there, I'd, I'd stammer, I'd stutter a little bit. And maybe in a moment of weakness, I'd be like, I don't know, like a million dollars, Jesus? And I'd immediately regret having said that. I mean, thank God I have a little bit more time to think of a better answer. Because that question, what do you want? is such a hard question. There's so many possible answers. There's money. There's a million different toys, right? Like you grow up and you get bigger, more electronic, more motorized toys that you might want. There could be trips, right? Who wouldn't want to spend a, a summer on the ocean or a summer for me up in Marquette, Michigan in the UP, up on Lake Superior? That would be like a dream. Like, can I just spend the whole summer there, Jesus? That would be a great thing. That's what I want. Maybe you want love and companionship. Maybe you just want a different year in 2021, a better year in 2021. The, the list is endless, but, but if Jesus is asking, and honestly, Jesus is asking. He's asking you what kind of life you want. And I guess I'm wondering, after the year that we've had this year, has your answer to that question changed at all? The disciples that Jesus asked in those verses, there was a reason that they answered how they did. They'd spent the past number of months, maybe years, following John the Baptist. They had been his disciples. So they weren't just jumping in blind. And, and listen to what John was like. John the Baptist was a crazy person, right? In Mark chapter 1, verses 5 through 6, it kind of describes John the Baptist a bit. It says this, All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. They wanted to hear what he had to say. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse, not soft, coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. Locusts and wild honey. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> These guys weren't looking for a fancy car or a bigger home. They just spent a year with a guy who literally eats locusts and wears camel hair. When Jesus asked, what do you want? The guys weren't looking for glamour. They, they were after the meaningful life. They were after a more purposeful life. And, and while we haven't necessarily been munching on locusts this year, I do hope that you've allowed this past year to form you in some ways that, that matter the most. I hope you answer your answer to the question, what do you want? I hope your answer has changed in some ways. I've learned some things over the years. And one of the things that I've learned is that what I want is actually an acquired taste. Life is a series of acquired tastes. For example, 
I, I love coffee, right? It's something delicious. I, I drink it every day. It's one of my favorite things to look forward to in the morning. I wake up and can't wait to get that first cup of coffee because I, I think it's great. But in, in college, I, I thought it was awful and I had to drink coffee for the caffeine and I filled it with sugar and cream and like lattes with caramel and syrup all over it, right? Like that's how I got myself to acquire the taste for coffee. But now I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Some people, I love to run. They, they call me crazy for enjoying running, but it is a joy-filled experience for me. I've acquired a taste for the love of running. Maybe for you, it's the kinds of brands or types of clothing and style of clothing that you wear, or it's, or it's how you take your eggs, scrambled over easy or in an omelet. If what we want in life is an acquired taste, then we've got some choices. We can acquire a taste for a kind of life most of the world would, would tell us to live, a, a life of more, a life of excess, a life that's never quite satisfied, a life of wanting whatever everyone else wants, a life filled with comparison and jealousy and envy. Or we can acquire a taste for, for the kind of life that Jesus teaches us to live. Over the last number of months here, or months or so here, I've had a number of discussions and, and a few things have stuck out to me. I've, I've spoken with, with a few friends, uh, some, one of which gave his face story uh, not that long ago. And these friends of mine have, have made some significant changes to their life based on their faith. And, and some of them live across the country. And, and so as we've talked on the phone, we, we've talked about how some of them have sold their homes and, and downsized. Some of them have moved across the country. Some of them have stayed at a church, even though it wasn't quite their style. But they made difficult decisions based on how they believed they should follow Jesus. Here's what I've learned. They crave more of those choices, not fewer of them. These sacrifices aren't aren't the end of it. They're, They're the beginning of it. They're the beginning of living a life of devotion, a life of taking risks to follow Jesus. I imagine those disciples who ran up to Jesus after following John the Baptist. I imagine that as they came close to Jesus and were face to face with him, knowing he's the Messiah, knowing that he's the guy they've been waiting for and looking for, I I bet they felt the weight of that moment. I bet they also knew that that they were about to be taking one of the biggest risks of their life. And though it came with traumatic ups and downs, I can't imagine that they regretted a second of it. And and though a life spent following Jesus that we live now is not a glamorous one, it's not an easy one, I've not known a soul who has regretted acquiring a taste for living how Jesus teaches us to live. Like it, love it, fear it, cheer it, 2021 is coming. We are entering this new year. It's this time of year when we, when we plan, when we dream, when we hope. And this is harder to do this year because 2020, right? It's harder to do this year. Even still, Jesus asks us why we worry. 
We know we only have control over a, a very few things in life, so, so why not focus on those things and not worry about the rest? And one of those things is, is what we choose to want, specifically what we tell Jesus we want. And in a Jesus-y fashion, and I, I, I want to get at the heart of this with, with some questions, with some questions for us this morning. So here are our Jesus-following questions for, for 2021. And the first is this, what if this year you acquired a taste for taking risks for Jesus? What would change? What would that look like for you in your life? Because whatever it looks like for you is going to be very much different than what it looks like for somebody else. What areas of your life would be most affected? Would it be the way you handle money? Would it be the way you parent your kids? Would it be the way you love your friends and family? Or maybe it's the way you treat people that aren't your friends or aren't your family. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just the way you, you spend your time. RCC family, Jesus wants to know, what do you want? Answer the question. Answer this question slowly and purposefully. Then let's ask Jesus for it and live as though he's ready to give it to us because he says in Matthew 7, he says, he says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give him a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? As you plan, <clears throat> excuse me, as you plan your 2021, don't worry, be happy. Trust God. Acquire a taste for his kind of life and, and ask for it. As we close, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. And that's simply what I'm going to be praying about. I'm going to ask that we know what it is we want from Jesus, that we would acquire a kind of life that has the taste of Jesus' kind of life, the one he wants for us, and then that he would give it to us. And we could live that way this year in 2021. Would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you so very much that you love us so much that you sent your son for us. That he could show us the way, that he could pave the way, that he could make us right with you as we believe in and trust in him. God, as we consider what it is that we want, help us to acquire a taste for the kind of life you want us to live. And then, God, we're asking you for it. Give us that kind of life. Help us to live it and believe it. And then enjoy the richness that it really is. Help it to be something we're aware of, something we enjoy, and something we share. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you be free of unnecessary worry in this new year. May you seek and acquire a taste for a Jesus-filled life. May you know what you want 
and want what will bring you and yours the good stuff, the the God-enriched life. And let me be one of the very first to tell you and to say to you this year, Happy New Year, and may God richly bless your 2021. Proverbs 19.17 says that whoever is generous to the poor gives to the Lord. What an amazing opportunity. When you give here at RCC, you're giving to God and you're honoring him with your finances. Not only that, but 10% of everything given at RCC goes directly to supporting the mission field, both abroad and right here at home. The easiest way for you to give is to go to rccsunday.com. From here, you can set up a reoccurring gift. It can be weekly or monthly. It can be through your bank account or even your debit card. Also, feel free to drop off a check at our downtown location at 155 State Street. There's a mail slot. You can just put it right in there. You are all awesome. Have a great week, and remember, be the church.